You are listening to the School of Songwriting with Adam Holmes, episode number 17. Please enjoy this throwback from when I made a celebration of four of my albums. This episode will explore the second of those albums, which is called Brighter Still. So uh, we're on to uh, Brighter Still this week, which was the second album that I made. Interestingly, album two was like a lot of fear (laughs) around making it because, you know, album one, I didn't really have much expectation for it in truth. You know, I kind of, I had a pretty good life. I was touring a lot with Rura and it kind of felt a little bit like I'll, I'll go off and do this solo record, but you know, I'm not really expecting too much. I've got a good life. I'm pretty contented. I'll, I'll just kind of see how it goes. Um, so I was, so I was, uh, I was incredibly surprised when it, um, connected with so many people and it received such kind of positive feedback and, uh, that in turn put a little bit of pressure on in terms of album two. I kind of thought, you know, shit, what am I going to do now? And, uh, the funny thing about making records is the the first album I sort of had ten years to make that you know it was sort of like my whole life and all of my influences and all of my sort of seeds from over the years went into that first record and then record two it was kind of like two years after the first it was like right okay I need to come up with all this new material for this new album and so I remember sitting on my little couch in my house one night and sort of thinking god what am I gonna do and um I wrote myself this letter and it just said you know right we're just going to do a a song a day every day for the next three months and then we'll pick the best 10 and we'll make a record and so that's kind of how uh, Brighter Still happened it was a little bit more of a uh, a case of applying the pressure shaking the tree uh, not waiting for the fruit to fall and all that. So I had this little routine at the time. I was staying in a flat next to the meadows and I would sort of get up, go for a coffee, read my book, come back, sit down and write for around three hours. And in that time, I would make sure that I kind of got the bones of sort of three songs or something like that and then pick my favourite out of those three and kind of finish that and work on that. And so although I'd set myself the task to do one a day, what's quite interesting is there's there's a beautiful analogy actually, which is like, you know, you go in an old house and you kind of um, turn on the tap and it just chugs sort of dirty water for ages and you need to let that dirty water chug so that the clear water can run through. And so a lot of the process of those three songs was about that. It was kind of like letting that water run through until it became clear and what I would quite often find is that the first two songs would be sort of um, pretty pretty shit and then the fi- the final one generally felt a little bit more like sort of what I wanted to make and or, or uh, sing or whatever you know it felt good to to play it basically by the time I got to that stage and so um Really, that was the, the, the biggest thing for me personally and Brighter Still was um, that it really sort of made me become a lot more disciplined as a writer and realise the value of just kind of showing up and making it happen. And uh, Bob Dylan would say, 
you know, you have to be at the river to catch a fish. You know what I mean? It is like, it is like fishing. You kind of have to just like show up, be there with the rod and be patient. And some days you catch nothing, but you, you, you're certainly going to catch nothing if you don't go to the river at all. So brighter still was like a lot of sitting by the river. And in terms of production, it was a bit different in the sense that the embers had started to form a little bit of a sound by then. Um, and so we uh, we went in as a band a little bit more than, than the first record. We felt a little bit more like a band. I had John Lowry on keys by that point, Callum still on drums, Alex still on bass. And uh, we went into this little kind of like basement studio in Glasgow. It was Ian Hutchison's place, Glowworm, but the original Glowworm, which was kind of in this little basement in Glasgow. Uh, it was a good vibe. And uh, I think we made it in, I think it was sort of six days and mostly live. Interestingly, actually, on that record, every song was live apart from... There's a song that I wrote for that record called People Come, People Go. And uh, that one, Callum had been doing a really heavy drum take in a song called Nadine. And he sort of twatted his eye in the, in the previous take. And he, uh, he really, really hurt his eye and he had to leave. And we still had sort of two hours in the studio. We were like, fuck, what are we going to do? So we said, Callum, can you just lay down like a sort of loop on the drums and we'll just build up this track? Uh, and and that was the first time I'd really tracked something in that kind of way. I'd always just sort of played with people in the room and got a vibe that way. And interestingly, that really kind of shaped the sound of that song. You know, it became a lot more poppy and a lot more um, accessible and sort of polished sounding and stuff. But it kind of helped that song become what it needed to be, which actually in turn influenced the... Uh, the, the record after it influenced Midnight Milk, that one song. I would say that the whole of Midnight Milk came out of this one song from Brighter Still and weirdly wouldn't have happened if Callum hadn't have hit his eye with a drumstick. So so yeah, it was about six days uh, in Glowworm and uh, it came out and it, and much to my delight, it, it, you know, it, it was received reasonably well, which I was... Uh, very relieved about having um, felt a little bit fearful about that. The first song that I'll share with you from Brighter Still will be uh, People Come, People Go. And uh, this is a song that I wrote. I was in the train station and I saw a woman uh, crying and, and I was sort of just imagining what is she, what's going on in her in her head, what's going on in her life for her to be in that position. Uh, of feeling that pain and, and really the whole song was kind of like born out of those questions and that curiosity. So this is People Come, People Go. Woman crying in the station, and I wish that there was something I could do. As the grief is rolling through her like a freight train, and I wonder why she feels so and blue. If her daddy's gonna tell her it gets harder, 
If her lover's gone, I'll tell her that she's free There's a bird that flies across the wet distortion As a wind that does along the rolling sea Everything's gonna be alright People come and people go Everything's gonna be alright Darling, don't you know Everything's gonna be alright People come and people go Everything's gonna be alright Darling, don't you know And out there in that wilderness there's someone There's someone that will hold you through the night and if you find that feeling in the darkness It's something that'll lead you to light Everything's gonna be alright People come and people go Everything's gonna be alright Darling, don't you know Everything's gonna be alright People come and people go Everything's gonna be alright Darling, Everything's gonna be alright People come and people go Everything's gonna be alright Darling, don't you know Everything's gonna be alright People come and people go Everything's gonna be alright Darling, don't you know Everything's gonna be alright People come and people go Everything's gonna be alright Darling, don't you know Everything's gonna be alright People come and people go Everything's gonna be alright Darling, don't you know The next song I'll share with you um, from Brighter Still is a song called One Soul. Now, this is a song that I wrote. A good friend of mine's was um, uh, became terminally ill around the time I was making the record. And uh, one thing I thought was really beautiful about it was all of my friends really came together in that time. And there's a strange thing that happens around death like that or birth, you know, that it brings us together, you know. So this is a song that uh, I wrote about that. Nothing I can do It's an awful situation But it's really nothing new 
no rhyme and no reason Just a turn of time But let's keep moving Come rain or come shine One love, one soul One heart beats together and it's keeping me warm One love, one soul One heart beats together and it's keeping me warm Well my mother always told me It could turn out this way With their eyes so full of questions And there's nothing to say No rhyme, no reason Just a turn of time But let's keep it moving Come rain or come shine One love, one soul One heart beats together and it's keeping me warm One love, one soul One heart beats together and it's keeping I say one love, one soul One heart beats together and it's keeping me warm One love, one soul One heart beats together and it's keeping me warm One love, one soul together and it's keeping me warm One love One soul One heart beats together and it's keeping me The next song that I'll share with you is um, a song I wrote. Uh, it's like a, a, a very simple little love song um, that I wrote for uh, the girl that I was with when uh, I, I recorded Brighter Still. And it's called When the Lights Go Down.
I'm a baby in your arms Naked as the day I was born Cause your love is a shelter A shelter from a raging star When the lights go down And you pull me closer Ooh, baby, your love Baby, your love Baby, your love Ooh, baby, your love Baby, your love Baby, your love When the darkness pull me down When the fear comes howling through I see you stand in the sunlight There's no one in the world like you When the lights go down And you pull me closer Oh, baby, your love Baby, your love Baby, your love Ooh, baby, your love Baby, your love Baby, your Well, thank you so much, everyone, for um, tuning in again. And I, I really hope this is bringing you some comfort. And I'm really uh, delighted to find a little way of, of sharing this with you. So thanks for joining me. Uh, I'm going to leave you with a, a song, which is, uh, I think this is the last song on Brighter Still. Uh, and we'll, we'll leave you with it as the last song of this little session today. And it's a song called Cutting Loose. My dad named this song. I wanted to call it I Am On My Way. And uh, he was, we had these beautiful conversations when he was dying. He couldn't talk, but he could write. 
And so he'd write down all these kind of instructions and thoughts and whatever, and he sort of thought he was co-writing songs with me. And I let him, I let him title this one, and he picked the title "Cutting Loose," which I think, on reflection, actually is really beautiful and very apt and fitting. And uh, this track was really nice to record because it was. Uh, it was the final day of recording and I'd had a gig with Rura on the night before in the fruit market. It was a really fantastic gig and then got horrendously drunk and came into the studio first thing in the morning, quite badly slept. And me and John just sat, John, pianist, um, just sat together and very close and sort of played this song and it, it felt a little bit like a goodbye to that whole time, Airs and Graces, and even the time of Brighter still, uh, and, and a movement into a new time. That time I'll share with you next time, and uh, enjoy this, and thank you for tuning in again. Cheers. When my final song is sounding On my judgment day Wake my brother up and tell him I'm on my way Give you sun, I gave you rainfall Harm and no delay Save your ears and graces for the I am on, I am on my way, my way darling I am on, I am on my way My father never spoke a lot About the way he feels But that was just his way and it don't his love ain't real Pack my bags and lock my windows Headed for the day Save your airs and races, baby I am on my way I am on I am on I am on, I am on my way I am on, I am on my way My way darling I am on, I am on my way
Hayaman, hayaman, hayaman.